0: Episode of the show. I'm with uh, good friends Drake and John tonight. We're gonna be talking all things hoops. It's technically week three of the fantasy season. We'll probably start looking at the uh, the actual NBA standings, and we'll get into some more team stuff here. I'm sure we'll have Cavs talk at some point, and then whatever John, uh, whatever John wants to dive into, we'll get to it. But welcome to the show tonight, guys. Uh,
1: John, man, what's going on? Not too much. I've just been retweeting Giannis uh, three-point shooting uh, stats. For the past three hours, so I'm having a great day. And, uh, Drake, how are you doing? We got a Cavs game update going on right now?
0: Uh, up 60 to 53. Cavs are on the Blazers right now. All right, so, the Blazers.
2: Uh, that's are having point. fun, and I just want to point out that the Cavs and Bucks are currently tied for record and both looking at that nine seed. So that, that's going to be a fun battle this year.
0: I'll looking in. Maybe we'll see you in the play-in game, huh? the play-in tournament? That could be uh, – Nice little, nice little wager when we get to that point. Uh, but I don't know. Either of you guys just looking at these these standings right now. We kind of like to talk about the standings before we get into the actual fantasy stuff. Uh, but what's what's sticking out here in the East? I mean, the Heat and the Chicago Bulls are, are maintaining their distance at the top. Uh, but we got some laggard. The Bucks are lagging. The Celtics are lagging. Uh, John, what's what's sticking out to you with the
1: standings here? It's got to be the what I thought was a depleted Wizards team losing Westbrook. Um, Beal hasn't even—I mean, I haven't looked at Beal's stats lately, and I'm not really watching Wizards games. Sorry, guys. Um, but the the Wizards, I just thought were going to be the ba- in the basement with the Pistons, maybe the Magic um, in the East, and and maybe even the Raptors. But they've been absolutely fantastic. Um, Beal and Beal, I don't think Beal's doing that well. Like I said, I don't know if I've seen his averages lately, but um, like, how are the Wizards winning games and their only good player is not having a great year? That just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: I don't think he's even like a top twenty fantasy player right now, which is pretty surprising. Mm-hmm. Let me just click by averages. I mean, he's starting to peak a little bit. He's, he's definitely picking up, up. Yeah. Uh, so I think the last couple games here. Yeah, I mean the fifty-seven and the fifty in there, uh, but so far continuing to put up point series on a nice little heat heater trend. Uh, I wanted to point out like the Raptors the Raptors are on a four game win streak. What the hell's going on there? Um, still haven't watched much Raptors games, but um, something I don't know. They're, they're playing good defense. So they're, they're holding teams to about a hundred fan, a hundred real points per game. And then I like to filter by actual points, the Charlotte Hornets leading the East in scoring. You got the Pistons and the Cavs down here, the magic. Uh, but drake anything stick out for you with these standings yeah just uh going
2: back to just the the regular stands there the heat at the one um i like the heat starters and maybe their next guy uh, i know we say playoffs are probably only eight deep i don't know if the heat are going eight deep right now so that's that's something that worries me i mean uh P.J. Tucker played 30 minutes last night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a whole different role. He's starting. He's playing a lot. They're running these guys. They have a good group, and they're playing good ball. Um, I'm wondering how long this lasts for them. But I, I I still see them being a good regular season team. I think the Bulls probably are going to filter out here a little. But uh, they they got a nice nucleus for success during the regular season. Um uh, I've been impressed with the Sixers to be honest. With all this crap that's going on there and um and Bede is performing very well for them. And then the Hornets like Lamello it's just mm-hmm. fucking nuts. Like when you filtered that for points. Like so the Cavs played them the other night and I watched a little of that and was the real deal. So I uh, I don't think there's anything alarming here. Actually, what's alarming is the Celtics. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are like a mess. I don't know if you guys heard the Marcus Smart uh, interview yesterday, but he uh, – John did. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Basically, said,
2: um, it, you know, every team knows that we want Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to score, and um, they're preparing for that. And also – they don't want to pass.
0: (laughs) So that's a potential (laughs) uh, uh, quotations there. Uh, But I do want to point out one of the things that I noticed is uh, just looking at the point differential, the heat allowing 98.9 points per game here. They have a differential of 16.7. That's doubling up the next closest team with the Bulls and the Sixers. So uh, some of the better defensive teams here, Heat, Bulls, 76ers looking pretty good. Uh, and then I uh, get the pistons are just kind of Can they get Olo Depot back. Yeah. So when's Olo Depot coming back? Oh uh, we can we can look that up real quick. Let's let's kind of jump into Miami a little bit and I, yeah. I want to dissect their offense and see what we're looking at for fantasy. Um where is Mr. Tyler Hero
2: is like answering the call.
0: That um, dude's
2: scoring. He's the only person on the heat. I don't know if you guys have watched any heat games, but he's the only person that doesn't really follow the offense and
0: he just shoots. Uh, real quick on Oladipo with the quadriceps injury. It sounds like they're saying he's going to be back sometime in November. So he's labeled as out. If you have the IR spot, you could maybe tap uh, tap him in there and see if you can hold on to him for a few more weeks. Uh, yeah. But right now, I, just, I filtered by fantasy points scored. Jimmy Butler, of course, he's on the thumbnail today. I noticed he was, I think, in the top five of scoring so far this year, uh, averaging 49 points at a bio at 41.3. Tyler Hero, what was he, like a 10th to 11th round pick this year? Um, performing probably like a fourth or fifth rounder and then kyle lowry chipping in and then after that it kind of it's kind of herky- jerky there's really not too many players you want so it's kind of a forehead of an attack um john anything stuck out for you with this heat roster
1: for fantasy or real basketball if you want to talk about that they're good. They're very, very good. This is definitely the most talented Heat team they've had since the the Heatles. So um, I, 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 I expect them to keep winning, keep their point differential super high. It won't stay at sixteen. You know that's no way that will stay there the whole season. But it will. St- I think they can easily lead the the East in record, point differential, and uh, maybe even most useful. You know, like the, a team a team in the East with you know top two or three in terms of the most players that are useful for fantasy purposes. So really good team for real basketball and fantasy. <clears throat> and I'm just filtering by minutes real quick. I just want to
0: see, um, they got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 guys averaging more than 10 minutes per game here. So they can go relatively deep I don't know what's up with Max Struess, but, um, again, Oladipo coming back too. this team is, uh, the best defensive team probably in the NBA right now, and they're gonna continue to win games.
2: They need then they'll have some fun trade deadline moves.
0: They'll they'll do something crazy. They'll probably we'll talk.
2: will get a guy or two and we'll all be excited about it. But I think John hit it. This is gonna be a really good regular season team. And uh-huh. what they do between now and then will determine how they do
0: in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler was um probably like a like a mid-third round pick, a late second round pick this year. So he's paying pretty good value on his draft price right now. We got a quick question in the chat from Justin. He's asking uh would we drop I think that's Malik Beasley. Yeah, I already dropped
2: Malik Beasley, so yeah, go ahead. Um, I
0: dropped just want to up one. quick and see uh where are we looking at here? Let me go back to here. And then M- Melton's playing good, but I just saw Dylan Brooks is he Malik Beasley. He's dropped playing him. with the G League right now. So oh, Dylan Brooks return is is near um i'm gonna com- hit compare players here i just want to pull this up and let's look at the anthony melton uh, melton probably has value the rest of the season at least but it's, it's pretty easy it's you're keeping melton yeah
2: playing almost 30
0: minutes a night yeah this one's pretty simple yeah let's let's drop beasley and um yeah the heater favorite to win uh but i don't know you guys want to continue to go like Team by team, or should we let's let's take a peek actually at the West. Um, John, you want to break the West down for us and see what Can we get. We'll the do? Raptors, yeah, Raptors. We'll start with the Raptors. That's yeah. yeah,
2: just because yeah. I think there's some some future fantasy fun there, and see what's going on.
0: So, for minutes wise, here they have five players average or six players averaging more than 20 minutes per game. So, we'll probably want to look at uh, all six of these guys. If I filter by fantasy points real quick, you got Fred Van Vliet averaging about 36 points per game. OG Anunobi kind of equaling him at 36 points per game. Scotty Barnes, he's got the red O here. I don't know what's up with him. Got a thumb sprain on his right hand. I think that's his shooting hand, correct? Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's. Out, it doesn't really say the severity of it, so we'll watch that. Um, but he's playing really great. He's averaging 33 minutes per game. I think we talked. about I think about he's that. a lefty. Um, is he a, John? Do you know left right? Not off is. the top of my head. I
1: can take a quick peek at the old interwebs here.
0: Just yeah, search some of that for us. But he like this is a guy we talked about last week, and we we kind of were just looking at like the first four games. But uh, since we talked about him, 41, 41.75, and 39.5. Uh, Scotty's the real deal. He's a force. He's probably a guy that can average almost 20 points per game and 8 to 10 rebounds. So yeah. um, looking fun. Gary Trent Jr. averaging 28.9. And then you got the Precious, 21.8. Kind of falls, starts to fall off here with Ken Birch, 18.2. Uh, but if I just filter by the last seven games real quick, uh, Kem Birch overtaking Precious Achiwa here. Uh, I don't know, Drake, any thoughts? Siakam, man. Siakam's coming back. Sam. And He's when? playing in the G League right now. Um, it says he, so this was, uh, as of yesterday, he will return to game action in the next two weeks. Um, I don't know why he's only 87 and a half percent rostered, but if you want to try to send someone a trade for him, the dunk zone, Drake, you ended up getting him in the sixth round. So you're excited about this. Um, John, I was
2: listening to some offseason stuff and, uh, one of the big reasons, and this is just from like Toronto, um, reporters and stuff, big reasons they traded Lowry is because they thought he was hindering siakam huh you know they needed they knew where this team was going it's this isn't a championship team um but they they you know needed the next clear leader to kind of take over and just be the guy and between him and lowry that wasn't working out because obviously lowry um has been there the longest and was a big part of that championship so
1: well, Lowry just doesn't fit their timeline. I mean, look at this. No, there's no one, there's no one on this roster over 23 years old. I mean, that's an right. exaggeration because Siakam's like 28, but I think you get my point. They're a very young but, roster, probably bottom five or top five in terms of youngest rosters yeah. in the league. So, yeah, no, I mean, it just I, didn't fit the timeline, but they wanted Siakam to be the guy. And well I'm thinking, and think and and just expanding on that, like see they're five and three. They're having a good a very strong season. One of their best players is a rookie, and Siakam hasn't even played a game yet this year. I mean, in theory, yeah. they could get better with Siakam coming back. I haven't seen much tragic. I I, I just pulled him up. He hasn't seen so
2: tragic and once he commits or whatever the hell he wants to do. So five
0: you know what he can do five games he hasn't played in. So the, the, the Raptors are sitting on something Pretty interesting here. They got some Great depth. Playoff team. Yeah, this year I would say so.
2: They're playoff team, and Baines hasn't even played. If they make he's the, play- the best center if- in the league,
1: <laughs> well, behind Cody Zeller, but okay, we'll let that slide, Drake. Um, you know, if they do make the, if this team does make the playoffs, Nick Nurse should get Coach of the Year. I would say. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's already an early favorite for that. Not that that you don't get fantasy points for that, but still, just he got a lot of shit. <laughs> Well they kind
0: of like Scotty
2: t- Barnes pick over Jalen Suggs and we're two weeks in, I get it, but
1: I mean to- uh, uh, yeah, knew what they knew. Yeah, I thought Suggs was the the pick there, and so good for I mean Barnes has been the best rookie mm-hmm. kind of unquestionably so far. What and, did they do I, to
2: you know, convince Tragic to stay? Like did they <laughs> take him to us, some sushi? Was it just a quick Chipotle meal? I mean, what what was the talk?
0: He got a monthly Chipotle card. That's Chipotle kinda, monthly card. I get it. It's a he got the advanced rewards card. I think I'm in. Um, that convinces anyone. Uh, free, free flights back to Europe anytime he wants.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: you got to pay for the bags though. You got to pay for the bags. No, bag, bags do not fly free. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But we kind of well, mentioned no. um, the Hornets being a team that was leading the East in points. I thought maybe. This is a team worth looking at. And as I quick view it, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players averaging more than 22 points per game in fantasy right now. So this is a team. Uh, and again, I'm looking at some of these players that are rostered here. Mason Plumley, only 35% rostered. Kelly Oubre, only 41%. Cody Martin, about 8%. And PJ Washington, about 60, 65%. So there's some players that could be available here. Um, it looks like for minutes wise here, again, they're kind of eight deep. All, basically, any player that gets over 20 minutes for the Charlotte Hornets probably needs to be rostered as they're averaging more than 22 minutes or 22 points per game. John, do you Miles want to? Miles
2: Bridges ask? is nuts right now.
0: That's yeah. Out, averaging four, three. My God. Let's look at the numbers real quick. So the minutes are just fantastic. He's averaging about 35 minutes per game, 23 points. Uh, almost eight boards, three and a half assists, and almost two steals and a block per game. So he's touching everything.
2: This is what uh, he did in college. Like, yeah. This is his Michigan State stats. So you're, it took him a while.
0: He's the 40, number one yeah. small forward at the moment right now, too. So um, pretty pretty nice work there from him. You know what's
2: disappointing on this team is Vernon Carey Jr. <laughs> like, he was a huge part of that, uh, you know, when did they bring? When was he drafted? He was, was he like a first round, early first round pick?
1: I can't remember. This guy's not ringing a bell for me, Drake. Where did he come from? Round two. That. This was twenty twenty draft. So this okay. isn't the, the, is
0: the same guy I'm thinking of. Round two, pick two. My bad. But anyways, um, I did. I did again. I just want to point out real quick. There's there's Charlotte Hornets out there that can help you win your your fantasy matchups right now with PJ Washington under 65% rostered Kelly Oubre was a guy that was kind of left for dead by the fantasy people this year Um, he's had maybe one or two bad games but it looks like he's a guy worth having on your roster for the full week here and again he's only 41% rostered averaging 26 points per game and you know we love our big white uh, unathletic centers so Mason Plumlee coming in here 35% averaging 26 and a half fantasy
1: points per game right now. John, any thoughts on the Hornets? Yeah, you know, uh, who would have thought playing with LaMelo Ball makes your life easier in terms of scoring actual points and fantasy points. He's uh, he's orchestrating literally the best offense on the planet. Um, very, very impressive. I think Drake hit the, the, the nail on the head with Miles Bridges. That's a great call out. I think all the attention right now is on LaMelo, but Bridges, I mean, especially from a fantasy perspective, but even in real life is – you know, I think even kind of under the radar, given the performance he's having right now um, and P.J. Washington, actually a guy I drafted dropped after a couple like just kind of weird, a weird start to the season. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super encouraged, but he's he's definitely picking it up. I would. And and I think you mentioned of, of all the guys that are scoring 20 or more besides Plumlee. Um, on the team, P.J. is probably the least rostered. So if you're in like one-third of leagues where he's available, he seems like a guy who's got um, a little bit of upside. I think he's going to get more minutes and and do well over time, and I feel like a bonehead for dropping him.
0: And if anything happens to Plumlee, they're not afraid to use him at the five and play kind of small. They still have a lot of length on their team. So he's a guy that probably needs to be picked up for the rest of the season. I don't know much about Cody Martin. Do you guys – Like any of these numbers that he's putting up? Where was he
2: last year? Because I I used him a couple times last year.
0: I think it was still the Yeah.
2: He can have some uh, little fantasy runs, especially with injuries and towards the end of the season last year.
0: What I like about him is he touches every category here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's got a healthy floor. I know he's got an 8.75 in here, but this looks like a guy. Only 8% rostered. If you play in 10 or definitely 12-man leagues, he's probably worth looking at as uh, he's kind of their eighth man. And all eight guys have been over 20 fantasy points. So What's James Boonight been doing? Uh, Boonight? Nothing. Pretty, huh? he has, he yeah. has a play. couple minutes. couple yeah. minutes. <laughs> Literally a couple. <laughs> they were pretty excited about him when they drafted. Um, but uh, Jalen McDaniels, wasn't he a player that was used last year down the stretch? He's had some br- bright moments. Keep an eye on you him. He's thinking of Jaden I was thinking of Jaden, but I, I think I remember playing in Jalen McDaniels towards the end of last season while you're we trying to get to the playoffs. Um, and then Biombo here used to have a bunch of top shot moments from him, but he's uh, nowhere to be found right now. do some weird
2: names on this.
0: We did get a request to look at uh, from Aiden asking to us to look at the Indiana, uh, Indiana Pacers.
1: We, we um, shall. Yeah. I, I figured out how to. Di- I fi- just a quick thought on the McDaniel's is I figured out a way to differentiate them. Finally, Jaden McDaniel's only plays defense, and Jalen McDaniel's only plays offense. So the one that scores is Jalen. Okay. Which, a- Which one went to Washington? What's uh, up? Which one went to Washington? Jaden McDaniel's is yeah. currently on the the Timberwolves. No, actually. I'm saying in college. Oh, I have no idea. I think it was. I think, uh, went to Washington. I think it might have been Jaden.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, either way, uh, we're
0: looking at the Pacers now. Pacers are two and six on the season. They average one hundred and eleven points per game. They give up one hundred and thirteen, which is uh, the second most in the East. Only the Celtics allow more points per game. So, not good defensively. Uh, Some of these but-
2: stats are like actually making me think like the NBA is playing defense now, and maybe this
0: rule change helps teams are kind of lingering around 100, like a good team, you know, lets up yeah. just under 100 points or just over 100 Which 100%. is
2: great because I feel like in years past, you know, you had to score 125 to 130.
0: Right. Um, so just a, at a quick glance here from the Pacers, I'm seeing six dudes average more than 20 fantasy points per game. Uh, only two of them might be available, TJ McConnell, about 40% rostered, and Chris Duarte. John, do you know can you tell us anything about Chris Duarte?
1: He's yes, he's a, he's a guy I've been I've uh, had some eyes for this season. I think I had him on my roster for a hot second, like for one game. But he's um, he's a rookie. He's from Florida. He's also he's a shooting guard, but the dude is he's he's a legit wing in the NBA. He's six seven, maybe even damn near six eight. He's 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 not short. I watched the Pacers um, Bucks game a couple, you know, maybe like a week and a half ago, whatever um he really stood out I don't even think he had that good of a game that night um I guess he did okay he scored 18 points which is pretty good but he just he just looks fluid he looks good he had a he had a move where he crossed up Giannis and got a nice little jump shot out of it I was I was pretty impressed with him and I think um you know like any rookie in the NBA sometimes sometimes they hit that wall you know halfway or two-thirds through the season and then they kind of fall off but some of these guys can get a little better you know improve as the season goes on and this guy has the body type of an nba wing so he's one of those guys that i think you know maybe could be useful for the entire season and maybe even has a little more upside um one thing to keep in mind with him though you notice it looks like some of his minutes have started to dwindle especially uh recently lavert was out and and lavert and duarte play the same position um, I imagine if uh, Lavert stays healthy, that could handicap uh, Duarte a little bit, or kind of you know cap his upside. Excuse me, that's what I meant to say. So um, keep keep your eye on Lavert's health if you have interest in Duarte. But if if, if Lavert's out, this dude's a, a valuable fantasy contributor.
0: Uh, real quick, I just wanted to say this: 18 minutes right now. That game's going on at mm. the moment right now, and it, it's like mid third quarter. So his minutes are is they're 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 just fine. He's averaging. Uh, he gets about 35 minutes per game. I guess he's kind of on track for that. He'll probably be in that 28 to 30 range here. But um, again, we'll keep an eye on Levert. I still don't – have we heard anything on Levert?
1: He's playing. I, I, he's, I just saw bad. he had some fantasy stats, which I did not. Uh, Last time I looked at him, he did not. So he must have just came back, yeah. Wow. So he's got a
0: few games in here. He's, well, he's pretty well rostered, 89%, so good luck trying to get him. Uh, but uh, just, you know – benchmark for now but the scoring is there. Uh, three straight games over 22 fantasy points. What what do we think here?
1: Uh, my first thought is how is I mean it's only by like 2 percentage points but how is he more rostered than Pascal Siakam? That just makes my mind hurt. Um I think we said Siakam was like 90 87, right? I like that, yeah. But whatever. So uh, He's getting better. He's he, LaVert, when he's healthy, he's amazing. Um, he's a super, super productive fantasy producer, but that when he's healthy caveat is his biggest bugaboo. He, he has such a hard time staying healthy, um, which is pretty tragic because he's a, He's came back from multiple super serious injuries. I also think he had like a blood clot thing last year, maybe two years ago. So he's, he's had all of the the potential challenges. You could have all the roadblocks and he always comes back. He always produces even in limited minutes so far as he's kind of coming back from his current injury. Um, he's, he's He's awesome, but can he stay healthy? That's always the question.
0: And maybe that's a good thing for Chris uh, Duarte because you know they got to kind of keep, they got to make sure that they're, they're playing the marathon game with Levert. They don't want to stress him too much. So maybe that's, that's a positive sign for Duarte, who should be owned even, I mean, again, he, 10-man leagues, he's averaging 27 points per game. And then last guy here, uh, probably one of our favorite guys on the show, TJ McConnell. Just continues to rack up the assist. He's not consistent, though. So this is probably not a guy that I'm excited to roster. But uh, for just one night, I'll roll the dice. I'll put uh, I'll put some slot machine money into the TJ McConnell uh, for if you need a game or two. TJ McConnell is the hooker of NBA fantasy. Well, if you see the Pacers got a back-to-back, you can bet I'm going to probably sign McConnell for a two, two-day two yeah. contract. So A little two-nighter, a little shrimp dinner at Applebee's. <laughs>
2: What's going on with uh, TJ Warren? Can we check in on him?
0: Mr. Warren is got no recent news. It says, hold on. So he remained, This is from October fifteenth. So no news since October fifteenth. He remains in a walking boot and is weeks away from a return, despite recent scans suggesting he's recovering well. So interesting. Well, hopefully we'll get an update really soon. It said is a few weeks away, and this this update was at least you know two and a half weeks away. So maybe yeah. something uh, soon out of T.J. Warren. Only twenty-three percent rostered. If you have IR space, plug him in and take a look at him. Maybe you'll see what's going on with Lamb. So Jeremy Lamb. Well, he kind of he's taken the back seat to Duarte. So like he's uh, he's kind of wow. the third shooting guard at the moment right now. Uh, the scoring yeah, the been, then. He's been a decent scorer, but nothing really yeah. else uh, as far as the other categories. So he's got an ankle injury. Second straight game that he's missed. Um, So he's probably going to just fall squarely behind Duarte and uh, Levert for a minute. So nothing really to see here. Any any final thoughts real quick on
1: uh, our Indiana Pacers before we move on? I'm glad you mentioned Warren because I totally missed him down there. Um, just like with Levert coming back, you see Jeremy Lamb's minutes going from you 10-15 know, to zero. I feel like if Warren comes back, that's going to knock Duarte down the pecking order. I mean, these guys mm-hmm. all play the same position. They're all really good. I even think Jeremy Lamb's a solid basketball player, to be fair. But um, if, if, if Levert and Warren are healthy, I think that's going to... Uh, really hurt Duarte. Maybe, maybe if Warren starts coming back, and if Lavert's looking good and staying healthy, if you have Duarte, it could be a good time to try to to dish him off to someone else, make a trade. Uh,
0: sell time. high action. I like it. Um,
1: yeah, I like that, John, because Warren is
2: he's going to be the starter when he comes back, and Lavert's starting, obviously. So I have, I have such you fun. Have a, you have a six man option. You know, maybe a seventh man, and you could sell him high right now. So I like that.
0: I was going to say I have, I have fond memories of what TJ Warren did in the bubble for
1: that little limited stretch. of Yeah,
2: time. So I if, keep going back to that. Maybe that's my uh, maybe that's my TJ Warren obsession. Son, <laughs> he he so.
1: literally made the all bubble team, like the five guys. He, 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 destroyed. <laughs> Pelicans.
2: Oh boy.
0: Oh, we're gonna we're gonna take a peek at the Sixers because we really haven't gotten to the Western Conference yet. So maybe this is the last team we cover. Uh, in the East, unless you guys can sneak one more in there. But you mentioned the Sixers just blocking out the Ben Simmons bullshit and playing good basketball. So I thought maybe we'd look at these guys real quick. Uh, at the moment right now, they have five dudes averaging over 23 fantasy points per game. As far as percent rostership, like only Embiid and Tobias Harris are like locked to be rostered already. But Andre Drummond, 44% rostered, he's averaging look, 29 points. Look at Andre
2: Drummond's recent
0: stats. I pointed this out in our, our chat.
2: 62. So,
0: like the the way to tell someone that it's okay to hold on to Drummond because you see the 19 or the 12, and you're like, oh man, the one, um, <clears throat> he can make your week in just one game, you know. Um, especially if if he gets you know more playing time, like he did in these 18, 19 minute games.
1: Let's say let's say he played, you know. Two games in a week, you got a sixty-point game and a one-point game. It's still thirty-point average. There's not anyone on the wire who's doing that. Yeah, Drummond no. is—he's the, the only you know potential waiver wire guy who's going to pop for sixty once yeah. every while. He's a fantasy <laughs> like just fucking
0: anomaly, and he'll
2: just do random. But it makes up for your whole week.
0: Well, he's averaging twenty-nine points per game, even with this janky ass game. Right. Ball. So no, that's. <laughs> What then? In,
2: you need to be playing.
0: Uh, but Tyrese Maxey, I want to shout out him. He's playing decently. He's about twenty percent rostered, averaging twenty four and a half points per game. And Seth Curry, fifty seven point two percent rostered, averaging just under twenty four fantasy points per game. Uh, if I just if I filter by last seven though, I noticed um, Shake Milton and Matisse Thybulle have been hovering around twenty. Uh, plus fantasy points. I just want to pull up Matisse real quick because he's a he's a really fun defensive guy. If you play in categories leagues, uh, steals and blocks are Matisse's uh, forte. I guess he, he's he's really abundant on the defensive end, not so much in the other categories. But if you play, you know that you can find him there. John, any thoughts on the Sixers and what we're seeing here?
1: I think we've covered it pretty good, but one thing worth m- mentioning is Maxi was a shooting guard only in ESPN, and literally I own him, so I you know look at my team pretty regularly. This this is the first time I've seen a screen where he's got point guard eligibility, so that is news to me as a Maxi owner. So that must mean it's relatively recent. Um, so that's, that's big news for positional flexibility. And if Simmons goes away, I mean, Maxi with the point guard, shooting guard eligibility, starting point guard on a what should be a pretty good offense and a pretty good team, he's super, super valuable in fantasy, I feel like.
0: So I think there's a like a threshold. Like a player has to – you know, like for baseball, Drake, a player has to start so many times in that position and then that becomes eligible. Um, yeah. So he probably started at point guard every game so far this season. So I think maybe after seven or eight games you get it. Um, so
2: yeah, I've noticed that too. Uh, you can get those. Um, I think ESPN's doing a lot better job of that this yes. year, too. They're,
0: they're much improved this year. Yeah, um, I, I especially think it's,
2: it's been a great experience, honestly. With how the red
0: O's, they've gotten so yeah. much better, like the day to oh. day, those red O's. Remember was, last year? <laughs> that was the biggest. <laughs> so year. Oh, uh,
2: something <laughs> I wanted to point out with the Sixers. Yep, you can go all the way down basically Danny Green who's out and see why this team is performing very well just from a basketball standpoint but definitely from a, a fantasy
0: standpoint look at those averages so they play the they lowest play, you get to is 16.3 and they play about 10 guys deep here yeah and 18 minutes for the 10th best player on the team so like this is a really cohesive group uh, and they got some good systems figured out. Something like.
2: to pay attention to going on, you know, when you're doing waiver wires and stuff like that throughout the season. The Sixers are playing pretty deep, and we'll see what they do. Is I mean, Simmons is getting moved, right? Do we spend any time talking about Ben Simmons?
0: What's do we, have,
1: about? Do we have to? <laughs> I don't want. I own him. I and I what happened? About it. <laughs> I think he's getting traded, but I have no idea. Maury has seemingly—it's—it's—it's uh, it seem, got a—it's got Deshaun Watson vibes. Totally different situations, if you will. But in terms of yeah. the trade value and, and, and the team that owns the player of interest, yeah. it feels like the 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 team the Texans wanted a king's ransom for Watson. He didn't get moved at the deadline, and everything I hear continuously about the Sixers situation is Maury wants a ransom for Ben Simmons. And why the hell would you ever give something like that up for a guy who's obviously an incredible player, but his flaw, his, his playoff upside is super low and um, he's, he's not, you know, the most reliable guy, obviously. Yeah. It's a limbo
0: limbo situation,
1: but uh, I want to kind of, we're about halfway through the
0: show. If we want to hop over to the West and I'll, I'll toss it to Drake. If you want to start just kind of uh, what's, what's sticking out to the West here. I have it filtered by uh, point differential. I'm going to go back to the percentages here, uh, but Utah and Golden State still digging it here at, at the top with one loss each. Uh, yeah. The Spurs increased a little bit down here at the bottom. I guess what, what's sticking out to you here with this list?
2: Um, so we want to go positive or negative.
0: Both, whatever you got. Let's
2: start with positive. Um, to be on the show, Golden State Warriors.
0: Hmm.
2: I mean, look at what the Warriors are doing, and they have Clay and Wiseman coming back. Sneaky, sneaky. Um, and then you know, from a standings, I th- I think we're kind of weird at the bottom there. The Pelicans. Uh, I think I was chatting with you guys today i think david griffin's probably getting fired here because i have no idea what zion's up to or what's been going on with zion or what zion's been eating but that's uh
0: that's a tough situation down there i will say real quick we don't know what he's eating but we know that he's eating he's eating Mm yeah uh it's It's a bizarre situation because they also have
2: the number one center in fantasy standpoints right now.
0: He's a top five, I think, player overall in fantasy points. Yeah, so so it's it's
2: weird down there. Um, The Rockets (laughs) and Thunder are where we're at. Clippers will be okay. I I think the West is kind of playing out uh, how the West usually plays out. Uh, Um, The Jazz are number one they were number one last year so
0: i wanted to point out just if i filter by point differential real quick only like a couple teams are better than one or two point differential it looks like the utah jazz continue to play really good defense they're about 12 percent or 12 point differential golden state playing good defense but much better defense this year than the years past they're up about eight points the nuggets up about two and a half and then there's only there's just most of the teams in the West are are in the negative here for point differential, so that's just something I wanted to point guys, out. Do you guys remember
2: when the East, like two years ago, was the joke division, yeah, or conference,
0: and now the East is so much more competitive and better in the West, top to bottom? I think the East. I mean, you can kind of you can you can kind of make a case. For rock for, yeah, it, it's it's much improved over the years, but John. Uh, any teams that you want to shout out? And I guess uh, once once we're done with the thought, we'll kind of start looking at some of the Western teams. So what sticks out to you in the West?
1: I think the most um, – you know, like an X factor, if you will, for lack of a better term, is the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I can't believe I'm saying this because this team is just constantly underperforming expectations, and I'm sure they'll do it again this year and bite me in the ass here. But um, I think they have – I, I really like their mix. I love the cat – uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Big Three. I really think that's a, a really cool Big Three to build around. You have a you have a, a in my opinion, a stud at every level there. Um, I think that the talent around them, they have some nice, useful pieces to fill in the gaps. Um, I really like their roster. I I, I watched uh, a, a Wolves uh, Bucks game, you know, a little while ago, and the Bucks were, you know, certainly missing a bunch of pieces, but the Wolves just have young legs. They have you know young guy energy, um, running up and down the court like like wild men. And then they had, then, then, but they, on top of that, you know, a lot of times you have these teams that can run and gun, but they don't always, you know, shoot the ball too well. I feel like the, the Timberwolves, you know, have some of the better shooting in the league. I think Anthony Edwards is continuing to develop as a three point shooter. We all know D'Angelo Russell is an awesome shooter. And in my opinion, I think Carl Anthony Towns is the best shooting big man of all time. I've said it before. I think I'll continue to say it again. Um, but uh, I just, I like what they're doing. I'm not sure if the defense is going to be good enough to do much this year, but I think they could be a really good regular season team and kind of upset the apple cart of the, you know, what we think we know in the Western conference Um, outside of that. I think you guys covered it really good. I I definitely, you know, I'm very interested to see what the Lakers look like come playoff time. Um, And I, you know, also, definitely expect a turnaround from the Clippers and the Blazers um, to, to, you know, like like you guys were saying, maybe the, the East is finally caught up to the West. I think if the Clippers and Blazers can make a bit of a turnaround here, um, that that argument might, you know, the West might be, you know, punching back a little bit in that argument. So, And I'm glad you mentioned the Clippers because I'm, I'm looking at them at two and four.
0: Um, that, that's kind of a shock to me. Uh, Minnesota's up there at three and three. I hope they can kind of maintain that. Uh, but the Lakers giving up one hundred and twelve point mm-hmm. six points per game. Where's the defense, John?
1: Uh it's a it's it's a Russell Westbrook Lebron James team. The defense doesn't matter right now. Mm-hmm. This is not a team that's playing for the regular season. But uh,
0: if that if they can start to kind of whittle that number down into like the mid you know like one hundred five one hundred six range, you're going to see the Lakers start to to pop up the standings a little bit more. So I'm excited about that. Uh, But as far as must, like what teams do you guys want to look at? I think the suns might be kind of fun to look at and see what's going on in their three and three season. Uh, Drake, did you want to pick out a team for us to dive into real quick and dissect?
2: I think the suns is a great starting point.
0: All right, let's do it. Um, And three and three, John, have you been able to watch a lot of Phoenix games or anything at all from the suns this
1: year? I, uh, I caught, they're always later, you know, later for us in the central time zone. So I caught a half of Suns nuggets and I'm embarrassed to admit, it was a fun, fun half of basketball. And I'm embarrassed to admit I fell asleep at halftime and uh, I, I, I woke up at the fourth, but it was kind of already over at that point. But um, I think the Suns, you know, the Suns, Lakers, there are a couple a of couple teams that I think are coasting this year um, a bit more, you know, regular season wise. And I think the Suns are definitely in that. Category just because of all the success they had last year. They realized this is a roster that's built to win championships, not win regular season games. So um, I think they're going to coast a little more this year, try to keep Chris Paul um, healthy. And you can already see they're, they're given... I think Aiden's already injured, but they might be just being careful with him too. Um, so I, I, I expect the you know their record to not be so impressive this year, but they're a very good team fantasy wise. You know all the usual suspects. Um, Paul and Booker are both amazing. I really feel like they kind of to a degree cannibalize each other for fantasy. But um, you know, if one, if, I think Chris Paul will you know get some rest this year, maybe sit out on some back to backs, whatever. Um, those are some games where you're going to expect Booker to pop off. Bridges is looking really, really good so far. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, he's more – I, I kind of think I, – I used to think he had some serious fantasy upside. I'm starting to think that he's really more of a one of those guys that's a better real-life player than fantasy guy. Um, but he might be a, a semi-buy-low guy because he's not going to miss games. He's He's super, super durable. Um, so if they sit Booker once in a while, sit Paul a little more, um, Bridges might eat a little, a little extra during those times. So, um, you know, keep your eye on him. Maybe he's a he's a, a by low candidate or by middle candidate right now. Um, but beyond that, the roster, uh, look at the Kaminsky stat line from the game that Aiden sat out last night. That's the only other thing worth mm-hmm. mentioning, I guess. So we can't we can't really touch him
0: for fantasy unless you see Aiton's going to be missing. I just I want to click into Aiton real quick and see what the diagnosis is. It says lower leg questionable for Thursday night's game. So if you can get a news update that says Aiton's out, go snag uh, Kaminsky if you want a free thirty-seven points or something like that. Um, Drake, any thoughts from you on the Phoenix Suns? No, I I,
2: I kind of think things are playing out how. We would expect him to play out with the Suns. Um, from a basketball standpoint, Michael Porter Jr. got a contract extension, and DeAndre Eaton hasn't yet. So huh. it's, uh, that's pretty confusing to me. But uh, maybe that's something that plays into uh, Eaton
0: taking it easy. And we're going to – I'm just gonna put up a little bit of points tonight, not really. Yeah, too hard, kind of thing. So, or
2: maybe it's the opposite. You know. Yeah. but uh, it's it's an inter- it's a really interesting situation because they did not pay him before the uh, extension, mm-hmm. and Michael Porter Jr. is now a two hundred and ten million dollar man, averaging ten points a
0: game. Yeah, <laughs> so, so we'll see what the Suns do. Uh, but I did want to shout out real quick. Jay Crowder has been playing decent basketball. He's averaging about um, 22.6 points per game in 12. Uh, 12- he fills out everything. Yeah, he's he's, he's he's a good guy to have on your team. The, the minutes are in a nice solid trend lately, 32, 33, and 32. He's going to probably be, you know, nine to 10 points on an average per game here. But the rebounds, he's a dirty worker with the steals gets a block every now and then so if you play in 10 and 12 man leagues he's probably worth uh, a look there too uh, but let's let's pick another team uh, john what, uh, what 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 do we want to dive into here
1: hmm let's look at a team we haven't looked at much I feel like the nuggets are a team we haven't looked at much this year am I, what do you think about that let's let's nugget it up uh one second <laughs> They're
0: averaging, I just looked real quick because I wanted to see, I like filtering by fantasy points scored, and they're averaging only 100 like points per game, which is pretty uh, pretty low. Uh, oh, Yogi, of course, averaging 52 points per game here. And then Michael Porter Jr., uh, he's really the only other guy that's already rostered in leagues, but you're talking Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, maybe Monte Morris, Bones Highland, uh, who is this? Kind of want him on my team. Um, That's an incredible name. <laughs> uh, but so have you? Have been? Have you been able to watch some Denver Nuggets, John? Uh, just, just just mentioned a, it,
1: just a, just a little little bit. Um, Jokic is crazy. I, I know. I know Drake just dropped off here, but I, his comment about Porter Jr. is is a perfect segue in this conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. Porter Jr. is an awesome basketball player um but as you can tell from his fantasy production um that contract that he just signed is is astronomically high um yeah i think he's i think he has upside to be a really good fantasy piece but him and aaron gordon just i feel like kind of cannibalize each other you know similar to what i was just saying about booker and chris paul you know totally different positions but um they just these guys do so many similar things on the court Um, They get in each other's ways. I think Porter is definitely a better floor spacer, but um, for whatever reason, the the Nuggets love playing Gordon and Porter Jr. together. I feel like the perfect an optimal lineup for, for the Nuggets and especially for Porter Jr. owners is for uh, Jokic at the center and Porter Jr. at the power forward and then just shooters around them. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, they keep forcing Gordon and Porter Jr. together on the court. I feel like, I really do feel like if, if Gordon were to go down, Porter Jr. would get, like, you know, he I would bump him up two or three tiers in terms of fantasy value. And if Porter Jr. were to go down, I feel like Gordon, you could bump him up one, maybe two tiers. So, um, you know, these guys, these guys that kind of cannibalize each other, if you can pay attention to the other players on their roster, um, and if something happens, these guys, their value can change really quick. So that that's something I would pay attention to. Um,
0: so are you kind of saying Porter Jr. might be kind of a buy low opportunity right now? You're worth seeing if there's
1: more on the other side? He might be. He might be. He really could be. I mean... I, I don't know what the the not the Hornets the Nuggets are trying to do here. I feel like I feel like Gordon is kind of a trade candidate for them. I mean, I know they just traded for him last year because they were just trying to make something happen given the Jamal Murray situation. But um, I wonder I wonder if they might try to get you know dump him off or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to predict that stuff though, right? So you have to you have to have a lot of confidence in the Porter Junior Porter Junior himself to separate even if, if Gordon doesn't go away. But, um, yeah, I do think if Gordon somehow got out of the mix, Porter jr's value would rise very notably. So, but beyond that, this roster is, this, this is not an exciting fantasy team as you were kind of pointing up at the beginning there, Kyle.
0: I miss Jamal Murray, man. Um, That's what the Nuggets miss Jamal. Like that's what's sad about this is they're missing a good chunk of their offense right now, and they're kind of plugging it in with Will Barton and Aaron Gordon, just like some veterans that uh, are fine, but they're not going to be putting up the points that Jamal Murray can put up. But I want to shout out Will Barton. Only thirty nine percent rostered here. He's been playing uh, some good games here lately, averaging about. 28 fantasy points per game so he's a guy that I think would be worth an add we've already talked about Aaron Gordon I don't know about Monte Morris I I, I thought Campazo looked good at times last year so I just I'm gonna just keep an eye on him if he starts getting in the 20 minutes per game that's where things can be fun but it's kind of like it's kind of a wasteland here for fantasy it looks like outside of the top two guys and and Barton maybe Gordon
1: um, yeah, I thought I wanted to look at this team, and I immediately regret the decision. It's not—it was not, it was yeah. not fun. Uh, you you picked this time. Maybe we'll have a little better luck.
0: Well, I like I like going. So, so we we picked the team down here. Uh, Nuggets got yeah. 100 points per game. Uh, let's take a peek at the Jazz because we we think of the Jazz as a really good defensive team, and they are. But they're second in the West in scoring. So m- maybe let's maybe let's see if we can find some fruit in the Utah Jazz system. Uh, Real quick, I'm just going to filter by fantasy points here. They have six guys averaging over 20 fantasy points per game. I think I remember um, Justin mentioned Hassan Whiteside had been playing well this year, but outside of Rudy and Donovan, those guys are both like 99% rostered. You have some potential guys here that could be added. Uh, Mike Conley, um, have
1: have you been able to watch a couple jazz games this year, John? Yes, I've seen a little bit of the Jazz. Conley is—he's so old, so I just feel like he's—he's a—he's a risky fantasy investment in general. But last year, he made his first All-Star game. He—he he really had an awesome year, especially when he hit his stride. Um, I feel like, um, sorry, I just anytime I see Robbie's name, everything in my mind stops. So that—that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, I just feel like. I feel like Conley has a little bit of upside, but he's also got a little bit of risk. Uh, I feel like the biggest underperformer here is Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, mm-hmm. You expect a guy like that with his kind of skill set, his height, his shooting abilities to be able to put up at least 30 fantasy points a game. So he seems to me like the the biggest, um, I don't know, underperformer so far. And, um, but beyond that, it all kind of looks like you would expect it to look. You know, Ingles was a better fantasy guy last year, but he's 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 also super old. Yeah. Um, I think if if Gobert were to miss time, Whiteside could be you know the or if Gobert were somehow to like miss the rest of the year for whatever reason, Whiteside would be the waiver wire ad of the season. So- um, The minutes have been pretty low. So, yeah, if he starts
0: seeing 20-plus minutes per game, that's going to be kind of fun. looks like he's starting to find him. He's been kind of bounced around, but it looks like he's starting to stick into a good role here as the backup. Um, But uh, let's get to Robbie's question real quick. Who's Jeremiah Robinson
1: Earl? He's a guy I just recently heard of. I'm almost positive he plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, but he's a dude I just recently heard of and, uh, he's, he's had a couple good games out in the the wasteland that is, uh, Oklahoma there Jeremiah you know. Robinson Earl here. Um, so, so, getting- so let me, let me take a stab at this. So, so Robbie, um, you, you know, I think when Siakam comes back, Precious Achua is going to be a lot less valuable. Um, Wait, Achua is on the, the Raptors, right? Can we do yeah, a I do yeah. want to point out, too, because I, I do have probably uh, a, a weird
0: amount of Raptor knowledge as I'm looking at the, these players here. But if I filter by the last seven days real quick, uh, Precious is still getting the starts. Uh, but if you filter by minutes, Ken Birch has overtaken him in minutes. So he's kind of the de facto starter, but Ken Burch mm-hmm. is logging more minutes. So he's he's already kind of on a downtrend there. Um, he did put up a nice number tonight, but I, I don't mm-hmm. see much of a ceiling here. So, um, if you're looking for ceiling I, this, let's, let's take a look at this Jeremiah Robinson Earl.
1: I just, yeah, um, this is, this is a super tough question. I actually thought, uh, precious was playing a little better, but I'm glad you came in there. So, yeah, I mean, Robbie, we're talking, we're talking, you know, dudes at the bottom of the barrel in a lot of leagues. So you must be in a deep league here. Um, I would probably say give me for, for, you know, the immediate future and the long-term first year, I probably take Jeremiah Robinson Earl um, with the caveat that you're going to have, you know, some games where he doesn't play some games where he gets five, 10 minutes and some games where he scores you 40, you know, plus fantasy points because he's just getting lots of minutes and there's no one else on this team. That's going to do anything useful as a big. So um, I would probably take Robinson Earl um, and, uh, Another thing that I think is eventually going to hurt Achua, and you can agree or disagree, Kyle, because you're the the Raptors expert. But uh, the the return of Siakam, you know, those guys. I I think they. I mean, they have Precious as a center, but I feel like him and Siakam have a very similar body type. I feel like Siakam will eat in some of his minutes too. So, so into my head, I'm taking (laughs) JRE. So uh,
0: right now the points are better for Precious, even with the dwindling minutes. Uh, whereas some of these floors are pretty scary for Je- uh, for Jeremiah here. Nineteen minutes and only eight fantasy points. Uh, th- th- it could be a bumpy road here, and I don't know if they have anybody else coming back that's going to be healthier. So I, I, I don't know. Like it, it feels it doesn't feel like that much of a difference whether it's Precious or Jeremiah Robinson. But since we're here, so it's a fourteen man league. Let's maybe we try to find, let's, let's try to find some dirty one percenters.
1: Robbie, give us some other names that are available on the wire. Um, Yeah. Give us some other names because those two names are scary. (laughs) I'm going to start
0: to, what I'm going to do is I just, I filtered by fantasy points and we're just going to kind of keep scrolling down until I'm, and I'm looking at the percent rostered tab here. I'm trying to find some guys. Uh, Maxi Kleber popped up on the list, but he's labeled as out. Uh, with a
1: 1.2 percent rostered, we'll say no, thank you. Uh,
0: you what about an IR J-
1: spot, though? I do like Cleaver. Um, I do like Maxi. If you have an IR spot, Rob.
0: So Tristan only played one game here. So uh, again, I'm looking for for one and two percenters. But I, I would think that there's probably some guys that are like maybe seven, eight percent rostered too. I just I don't know how deep a 14 man league gets. Uh, what about Jared Vanderbilt here? Yeah, uh, he, he's one bad game here but he's playing tonight 10 minutes maybe someone to add to the watch list if you're if you're playing in 14man leagues
1: yeah and, and all of the bigs in minnesota are healthy um, and Vanderbilt's still getting minutes um I think he's one of these glue guys but he he's one of those dudes last year that when cat was out had a couple huge games so um Vanderbilt's definitely not the worst option i've seen of all the options so far if, if he was somehow available rob i would take Vanderbilt um aiden in the, the chat mentioned
0: anfernee simons here is it simmons or simons he's eight percent roster i don't know if you're if you're looking if, if that's our percent or if if rob can you tell us like what the percentage like that we're looking at like when you go to look to see who's available like what kind of percentages we can look for um i mean there's some 3.8 percenters here luke Kennard. 22 points per game, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, 22 points per game. If you want something kind of consistent, just look at the minutes on KCP. Uh, I know Don, uh, John's into the KCP. Every Always,
1: and, and, and Washington's a winning team. I mean, like we discussed at the top of the show, like um, you know, KCP's not necessarily like you know putting up a fantasy point per minute, which is something we like. But he's getting lots of minutes. He's Starting and he's playing on a team that's competing, so KCP is definitely not the worst candidate out there. Uh, Bruce Brown, about 2.1 here, he's averaging
0: a healthy 24 minutes per game. He's going to kind of touch all the stats, specifically points and rebounds, and he's only again two percent rostered. Uh, Devin Vassell, this was a guy that you talked a lot about, yeah. This was last yes. where we touched on Vassell, and uh, he's a guy that again, it's a young team in San Antonio, he's going to continue to get minutes. Does he start, or is he kind of the
1: first guy off the bench? He's a bench guy, and he 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 doesn't always get healthy minutes, but when he does, he's he's producing pretty well. He's also a year two guy. Um, you know, I think he might be just twenty years old. I think he's got a lot of upside as the year goes on. Um, uh, Zach Lowe compared him to Kawhi Leonard, so uh, yep. that's that's all I really need to say. So here's one. Um, Derek Jones Jr.
0: 0.4% mm. rostered and he's playing pretty well. Um 21 minutes, 19 minutes, and they're playing right now. Currently, that's got 14 minutes. I think that might be – I don't know what what is that game at halftime right now. Let me quick look. Um that game started at six, I think. So that um, so there's game. a few minutes left in the fourth quarter. So he's he's kind of already maxed out here, but if he's getting 15 to 20 minutes per game. Uh, that's almost you know roughly 18 to 20 points per game. So this is a guy worth looking into if he's going to continue to be uh, used here. i look at the blocks two two and three. Uh, that's kind of fun there from a small forward position. So
1: keep an eye on on Derek Jones Jr. Um, Let's give him one more. Let's give him one more since he's not responding to us. And then maybe maybe next show, Robbie, you can come and share some waiver guys for us. Uh, Tyus Jones out in Memphis one per center
0: um kind of rough and bumpy but just a a name here 17.3 points per game 1% rostered um let's try and find another I'll give give
1: you three more Rob uh Fanasis Antetokounmpo Pat Connaughton and Jordan Nowora as long as Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez are out um those guys are, and Chris Middleton. Oh my goodness! Those Connaughton really popped off yesterday. I'm sure he's probably not available in your league anymore. But um, but Nwora and Thanasis, Thanasis especially, is almost guaranteed to be available. Um, he's going to be kind of up and down. There's going to be a couple games where he gets minutes and does nothing, but he's he's also going to give you 25, 30 once in a while too. So you I, I'm sure you could do worse than those guys uh, while while you know the Bucks are in injury hell.
0: I just want to shout out Damian Lee. He's a really good scorer. Golden State's playing good minutes, uh, playing good games right now. He's averaging 28 minutes per game. I don't know why he missed on the 30th here. It looks like he's got a shoulder thing here. But if anyone cut him, Damian Lee uh, could be of interest to you. Um, And then what's this? Miami Center, 1.2% Dwayne Dedmon. Uh, Putting up up buckets and and, then flirting with double-doubles a couple times here. So, we're probably
1: get a lot of great
0: garbage time minutes too. Yeah. So. And then here we go. Uh, we'll, we'll end it with this. This is our last gift. We're, we're bringing up another one of the McDaniels bros. I don't know what the issue is. He hasn't played in a couple games, but just someone to add to your watch list. If he starts getting consistent minutes, uh, that, that should be a lot of fun. But, John, we are, uh, we, we threw out a bunch of names there. Hopefully, Rob can uh, let us know if any of those guys are out there for him. But the final two minutes of the show, anything you want to end uh, tonight with?
1: Yes, I have. Uh, I've been re- like I like I said at the top of the show. I've been retweeting Giannis tweets for the, the past few hours. That that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I have three tweets that I that are not written by me that I would love to read uh, to you. And they're yeah. all and they're literally all about Giannis shooting three pointers. Mm-hmm. So the first one from from my dear friend Jake Reitz, who I've never met uh, in person, but I do like him virtually on the Twitter. Uh, Notable players that Giannis has a higher three-point percentage than. So I'm talking three-point percentage. Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, Trey Young, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, Bradley Beal, Michael Porter Jr., and Anthony Davis. And the only guys on that list that Giannis has less made threes than are Lillard, Tatum, and Doncic. So everyone on that list. Beyond outside of Lillard, Tatum, and Doncic, Giannis has, sh- has made more threes than so far this season. So you're talking Bradley Beal? He's made more than
0: Bradley Beal? Was Beal on the list? Yes, but he's made more, and he has a better three-point percentage than Bradley Beal. What, uh, out of curiosity, do you know his percentage? Uh, I can dig it, I can dig for it real quick while you're well, – you want to move on dig. to the next?
1: Um, okay. I can't find the percentage. You'd look for that. But I think it's like in the low, like kind of mid to low 30s right now. Here's a, So I, I have a bonus tweet that I just found in the in the comments of one of these other tweets. This is from basketballnews.com. Which NBA player attempts threes from the furthest average distance with a minimum of 33 point attempts, uh, you know, over the course of the season so far? Number one is Giannis at 28.1 feet. Tied for two are D'Angelo, Russell, and Trey Young at 27.2 feet. And tied for fourth at 27 feet are Schroeder, Lillard, and Bertans. So Giannis has a, a solid shooting percentage from three. He's making a lot of threes. And he's shooting from the deepest distance in the NBA of people who are, you know, shooting a, a large amount, a, a, like a decent sample size so far. Fantastic. Um, I mean, I- I'm not, I'm not, I'm almost, I'm almost done. I got one more for you. Can I, do you have the, do you want to give the percentage first here? Yeah. He's shooting 31.6% from three
0: and he's hitting about 1.5 threes per game, shooting 4.8 attempts. So uh, best numbers of his career so far. So, uh, what's that final third step? Well,
1: and, and when you look at it like this, it does look a little more pedestrian. Um, and obviously, you know, we know Lillard and we know Beal. We were just talking about Beal earlier, but we we know Lillard's been, you know, underperforming to his standards too. So some of these guys are a little colder than they usually are. So this is a bit of a you know a scenario where I'm kind of bending numbers to my will to, to tell the story I want to tell. But regardless, three weeks into the basketball season, this is I mean, for a guy who is, you know, can only run and dunk. This is pretty impressive in my opinion. Um, and the final one is Giannis leads the NBA in scoring per minute, 31.4 points per 36 on 62% true shooting. So true shooting is, you know, kind of a more, it's it, it, people call it an advanced stat. I kind of think of it as more of like a moderate stat, uh, but it takes in, into account all of your shooting numbers um, and 62% true shooting. You know, for those who don't know, that's, you know excuse my language but that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um and with and with Chris and Drew sh- sidelined, he's had to create most of those shots by himself. Just 27 percent of his field goal attempts have been assisted so far this season and his his, his previous career low was 42% um not and I, lo- I love this not bad for an unskilled big man if you're a bucks fan this this is a tweet from frank madden uh one of my favorite follows in the bucks sphere um on the twitters so um i thought that was a three-point tweet it wasn't but regardless giannis is just continues to uh, to his expand his game and i know and again kind of looking at it right that right here especially the three-point shooting it does look a little pedestrian but to your point kyle you look at his history his career this is the best percentage you know besides his rookie year on a, a much smaller volume right. and, and also and more importantly the most attempts he's been taking so um you know i think it's a bit of a factor of drew and, and chris and, and brooke missing games Giannis has to Kind of continue yeah. the game a little more and be a you know just be something different to try to help his team win. But um I wonder if this can continue even when those guys come back. And and that last tweet from Madden is really interesting about the the unassisted field goals from Giannis this season. I mean when Drew and Chris and Brooke come back, especially Drew and Chris though. That number is is only going to get higher. Mm-hmm. In theory, you know, when you have you know people helping you out, assisting you, your field goal percentage goes up more often than not. So, um, I mean, Giannis is already shooting. I had to use the F word to describe his shooting percentage already this season. So, imagine it potentially getting better. Um, I don't know. He's just the, the, he's the Greek freak. He's well named. <laughs> I have a couple takeaways. Um, Please, I love the three
0: point stats one of the stats that I care about the most with Giannis is the free throw percentage is mm-hmm. up over five points from last season. Uh, this season shooting 73.9% last season averaging 68.5. So that's a good, almost five and a half percent better than he was last year. That's a big deal o- over the long, over the stretch of a long uh, seven game series or the season. Uh, that's a huge deal here. And then the other thing that I noticed too, is they're being conservative with his minutes. He's down about a minute and a half per game from last year's average. And some of the numbers that he put up from, you know, 35 minutes to 36 minutes when he was much younger. Uh, so he's, again, he's doing less with more uh, or more with less, I should say he's doing more with less. So that's always interesting. And then he's averaging also a career high 6.4 assists per game, which is fantastic. And then as well as block. So he's, he's, we, we still haven't seen peak Giannis yet. Uh, so I think that's exciting for Bucks fans uh, and hopefully NBA fans around the league as we still haven't seen the best of Giannis. But uh, I don't know, man. Any final thoughts before uh, uh, Robert, uh, Robbie says uh, he appreciates us. I hope he has a good night. Uh, but any any final thoughts before we get out of here tonight,
1: John? Uh, the, only thing, the only important final thought I have is, Robbie, make sure you message us, uh, you know, Earlier in the day on Wednesday, and we'll 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 hook you up with some some low uh, low rostered guys. Um, or uh, send
0: us send us some screenshots. Show us the best available. Send us some screenshots, and we can uh, we can filter through those. That could be helpful. And beyond that, you know, just look at the beautiful Chicago skyline behind me. <laughs> <laughs> it is beautiful. Uh, but for John, you guys can follow him at Twitter. I think it's just at John Heffernan one. Is, is there a number in there? JK Heffernan, I'm pretty sure. JK, JK Heffernan, you can check him out there. Uh, you know where to find me. Have a good night, Robert. Uh, have a good night, uh, John, and we'll see you guys in the next video. Have a good one. Peace.